Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! Oh my God, it's Tuesday. December 21st, and it's noon, and this is news that you can use from YAA with your uh, your dear friends, Zach and Ray. You can ask me how I'm doing. Usually you ask me how I'm doing. How you doing, handsome? I'm doing really good, Dad. We got some guests on the show today, so you typically yes. just going to be bantering, going back and forth, you know, trying to make ourselves seem as knowledgeable as possible, but today we really got some industry experts. We've got the team over at BlackBook. They're going to be joining us here in just a moment. Laura Wehunt, who's the Vice President of Automotive Valuations, and then Jared Kalfas, who's now the President over at BlackBook, should be joining us as well. I, I think, Pops, if without further ado, I probably should just press the button, shouldn't I? Uh, I if it were me, I would. Pops, I think someone's at the door. Can you let them in? Oh, my God. It's Laura Wehunt. <laughs> Hi guys! <laughs> so great to join you today. Thanks well, so much for being here, Laura. Yes, we 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 love the fact that you would uh, spend some time with us right before the holidays. Of course, of course, and I love your new little uh, sounds you've got going on. You even got a little door knock going on. It, it, you oh, know, and you know how many now. takes it took. So many takes. It was really hard, but we eventually got it. Um, Laura, like I said a moment ago, you're the vice president of automotive valuations. You've been with us here at YA a few times in the past, which we super appreciate. Just wanted to pick your brain for a couple minutes or maybe 15, 20, 25 minutes tops. I know you're super busy. What's going on in the used car market's crazy. And your projections for what we see in 2022, I think our audience would get a lot of value out of that. So that's what we're hoping to cover here with you today. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, it's been um, a crazy year, to put it mildly. Um, you know, we've talked about the roller coaster that it's been um, really since the start of the pandemic. We have just been on this up and down and up and down. And, you know, closing out the year, this is when we would normally see values starting to fall. You know, Q4 is typically when we experience our largest amount of declines in values for the whole year. Um, we've seen that over the past, you know, three to four years. That's pretty typical. Um, this year, that has not been the case. Values have started trending back up after some declines in Q3. But we are looking at right now, the last time I checked my data, we're looking at finishing the year up around 28% for the overall used car market. Insane. Wow. Absolutely insane. That, that's a crazy number, and especially when we're talking about what are supposed to be and always have been historically depreciating assets. Yes. Um, so I mean, it's let's see. Let's see. Let me let me see what the latest numbers are. So obviously this has not been public yet. So yeah, so we're looking at right now sitting at 28% for the overall market. But Q4 alone, we were up 6.6%. But Q2, this is the crazy one. Q2, so back in the you know spring, summer, 16% we were up. Wow. Oh my God. And, and, and wait, just one second, Laura and Pops. I, I actually think there's a, there's a, so, Pops, I think someone's at the door. Can you let him in? I don't make this stuff up. I just heard, I heard the knock. Oh my God. It was so nice of Jared to knock. Normally I just bust the damn door down. Hey everybody. How you doing? Good. How are you today, Jared? Technology. Technology. <laughs> 
So Pops, we're also joined by, so we have Laura Wee Hunt again, who's the VP of Automotive Valuations, getting into some of the data right off the bat there, which we really appreciate, Laura. And we doubt that we have Jared Kalfas, who is now, I think, I think we should, I think we should put some of the balloons on the screen and maybe. (laughs) (laughs) The president, the, the president now of uh, Black Book, um, Jared, thanks so much for joining us as well. And even the president has technology problems, so apologies for, for being late. <laughs> and Laura, as you were getting started there, um, I actually just wanted to like take a step back for a moment. For yeah. those that are in our audience that aren't familiar, can you just give like a brief overview? Like, where does Black Book sit in this market? Like, why should someone be listening to you and Jared? Because we know how incredibly knowledgeable you guys are, the access to the information that you have. But let's actually start there and then dive into, okay, what we see going on in the market. All right. Well, I'll let Jared take that one. That is so his area. Come on, give us our good, our good yeah. elevator pitch. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it start. I think it's a combination of two things. I, I think it starts. It starts with um, with the people that we have. Um, the people that we have here are honestly second to none. Um, we have what we talk about is art and science, and we, and we really mean it. Uh, and from a combination of the backgrounds of the folks that we've got um, and the second piece, which molds into the data that we're receiving. So when you look at the at the volumes of data that we've got, there's just nobody that has more data than us. And so when we're talking to our customers, we're talking to the industry, we're receiving the data from all the auctions, from the rental car companies, from the fleet lease management companies, from the dealer to dealer auctions, from this. Folks like Laura and the team that she has, they just literally bathe in all this data. And uh, so we're able to project um, uh, quite accurately and precisely uh, exactly what's going on in the marketplace from these trends and, and develop those trends out of it. And I'll, I'll flip it back to Laura because she's the, she's the trend maker. Um, but, but it starts with compiling the right people and, and the right data uh, in order to derive the insights that we've got. And I will have one little correction there. I'm not the trend maker. I'm the trend reporter. There you go. Fair enough. We report the market. (laughs) So, Laura, what are the what are the trends? You were starting to kick us off a moment ago. Um, Yeah, and I and I actually you're a trendsetter in my eyes, personally. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yes. So trends right now, we are going against our normal trends. So as I was saying, that normally this time of year we would see values in the used market declining. And that really gets driven by the fact that normally at the fourth quarter of the year, you're getting a lot of new car incentives. So the manufacturers are wanting to push out their old model year inventory. So right now they'd be wanting to get rid of all their 2021 model years, getting ready for the new year and the new 22s that are coming. Well, this year's a little different. As we know, we've been talking about it. We don't have any new cars. So there are no big incentives. There's no big push right now to get rid of those 21s. So what does that mean? It means that they're still looking towards the used market. So we've still been seeing a lot of demand in the used market. A lot of that demand is coming from our rental companies. So because they can't get vehicles, they are turning to the used market. And that's where we're seeing anything that is low mileage, new model year, you know, a a 2020, 2021. If you can find there's a few of those 2022s that are hitting in the used market. Those are the ones that are bringing all of the interest right now because they're so hard to get. And so the market is incredibly strong on those. 
Now, where we are starting to see a little bit of a change in the market, and this is just happening now in the last couple of weeks, we are starting to see some softening. And I'm going to use that term very loosely in some of your um, average to higher average mileage. That being, you know, we expect about 15,000 miles per year um, is your average typical miles put on a vehicle. So anything in that range or higher is starting to see the demand soften because those are not ones that are a good new car substitute at this point. Um, but I'm still going to use that very loosely because we are in incredibly high levels of pricing. Um, as I was saying, we're, we're finishing the year around 28% up in values from where we started. That's an incredible increase in values. I mean, if I look at it, let's take a normal year. So 2019, our overall yearly depreciation for values was a negative 16.8%. So 2019, almost 17% that we declined from January to December. This year, we're up almost 29%. It's 28.8 right now. And which, which, which would mean that that from 2019 to this year, that's that's a 45% increase. Delta. Oh, oh you and your deltas. That's a 45% delta. Um in the last two years, I mean that's well. The, the the fact that vehicles would go up in value twenty eight percent, but the, that's insane. But the fact that they're doing that when they should be declining in values, and you add those two together, that really gives you some clarity as to just how out of whack the market is at the moment. And from your from your audience's perspective, who I know are, are, are mostly consumers, <clears throat> um, think about the branding that you're not hearing a lot about. Lexus December to remember. Mercedes winter event. All these things that go on right around now. Mm -hmm. You may see a commercial, but there's no deals. They're not pushing the heck. They're not there's they're not spending the money to push the inventory. And there's no rebates. There's no incentives. Um, whatever's there is there. And this is all of the, the reason why. Well, and, and one of the questions I wanted to ask, Laura, if I could, is you, you've mentioned how since uh, the rental car companies can't get their hands on new vehicles because the manufacturers just aren't going to produce those uh, those uh, low profit margin vehicles for the for the rental fleets with with the rental car companies buying up the newer used cars. What 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 does that spell for consumers out there? I mean, they're basically left with having to buy um well the crap not the cream of the crop but the crap of the crop <laughs> yeah it's definitely something that a consumer needs to be very cautious of with what they're buying right now with a used vehicle just knowing what we are seeing coming through the lanes do your homework do your homework i can't say that enough get it really well checked over um look at the history report on it um you know, be careful, you know, reputable, like, you know, really get it checked out by a mechanic. I mean, really get it, get up under the vehicle, listen to how it runs, test drive it, just do your homework. I think that's really the most important thing right now. And if you don't need to buy right now, this might be a good time to hold off because you're not going to, your choices out there in the market right now are so limited. 
Um, you know, there are, as Jared said, there aren't any deals right now um, unless you, <laughs> there are a few, um, but it's more because it's the ones that nobody wants. There's been some build combinations that have come out of the factories that are less desirable. Um, maybe it's a smaller engine or it's a, a stripped down model. So if you've got to have something, maybe that's a good option that you can actually get some type of a negotiation on with a vehicle. But anything else, either wait or be very, very certain about what you're getting. Um, I read an article this morning really cautioning about the negative equity situation that a lot of consumers are going to end up being in very soon, especially as we've already started to see these values starting to soften up a bit. We've had some news that new car production is starting to look better. It's still not going to be better to a point of our rental companies getting any massive amounts of volume back in their fleets, because right now any production is going to go towards retail. The retail market needs it. And there's the, you know, your margins, you know, are so much better there uh, in the retail market that they are going to get all of their push, all of their production towards their dealers. Um, so that that part's going to get a little bit better. But what that means is you'll start to see the softening in the used market. And at that point, that's when all of these cars that have been sold at these really high prices, you know, if you've, you're buying when the market's up 28%, what goes up must come down. What we are looking towards next year is how much are we going to come down? Um, we're still not seeing us coming back down to a pre-COVID level next year by any means. I mean, that's, that's a long way to, to to come down. Um, but it's still something to be very, very cautious of in purchasing anything right now that we will come down from these levels we are at right now. Yeah, so as long as they go in with their eyes open, and I think that's what you all are trying to do, it's it's very important. It's no different than buying a house. Housing prices are inflated. Car prices are, are, are inflated right now. Um, obviously, you know, fiscally, uh, if you're going to stay in that car for a long time, that makes it worth it. If you're going to buy the house and stay in it for a long time, it makes it worth it. Um, if you're planning on flipping out of that car in two, three, four years, as Laura said, you're, you're going to be in for a shock uh, because you are you are paying up for that vehicle. Um, and it is what the market demands. And you don't really have much of a choice right now, but you, you need to know what you're signing up for. So let's let's touch on a little bit moving into next year. Um, I don't know if either of you, anyone on the screen saw this, but the headline on the homepage of Automotive News this morning, it reads something along the lines of KPMG raises specter of used car price drop. There was a white paper that they've just recently published and now it's getting picked up by the press. And, you know, the, I think the meaty quote out of that was, let me let me get it right here. It's Direct quote, in other words, and this is from the, the white paper, in other words, a 20 to 30% plunge in used vehicle prices is in the cards, right? And so that's like a sticky headline. And that's what what uh, uh, what came out of that KPMG white paper. You have Cox Automotive saying that they actually expect used car prices, both on the wholesale and retail, retail side, to continue to increase through the tax season next year, the spring selling season. Then KPMG coming out and saying it could be any time from October of next year to October of 23 that we see a major decline. How are you, Jared, thinking about next year car prices? Is there going to be some sort of huge volatility or is it kind of like what you were saying, Laura, like maybe slowly but surely prices will start to come back down? I guess for our audience who are thinking both of buying and selling, you know, what do you think is going to happen? So, and our yeah. crystal ball, to be fair, me and my dad, notoriously hazy. 
um, fairly certain you bought that crystal ball, Dad, because I would have gotten a clear one. But Jared, <laughs> well, your I, crystal ball? Well, so, that's what happens when you buy them at the dollar store. So. <laughs> I did use your credit card, though, so thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'll let Lori give you the technical answer. I'll, I'll always give you just kind of the logical streetwise answer. Um, I think that that headline is analogous of any, um, any bear in the stock market. Uh, we're in a bubble. We're in a bubble. It's, it's going to burst. Okay. When, Oh, uh, you know? Um, and so, so there's always, there's always those kind of carnival barkers on either side that are, that are doing that. And KPMG is obviously a very well-respected company. They, they put some research into this. They're not wrong. They're not wrong. But finish the rest of the sentence. You know, when when is it going to go down? Is it going to be a meteoric drop like the stock market did in the pandemic and it goes down? Uh, or is it going to be more feathered in that as inventory comes back online, as microchips come back online, as other things, you know, continue to proceed? Um, it's it's a little bit of a slow uh, decline. And, and Laura, I'll let you you know jump in on the specifics there. Um, but it it's a headline for a reason is, is how I'll answer that. So I also saw that article this morning, and I've actually been communicating already this morning with our head of data science. And that's probably a great person to join this call at some point that he might have some some good insights there to share with you guys. But we've been dialoguing about it this morning. And, you know, I don't think we've necessarily changed our position after reading that because we're still feeling like the floodgates are not just going to all of a sudden open and you're going to have all these new cars that are just going to flood the market and cause the used car market to be depressed. It is going to start to, to increase the inventory that's out there as they're getting their act back together. They're getting microchips. They're starting to get their production back going. Like it's, It doesn't just happen overnight. And so we are not expecting any just you know meteoric drop, as just Jared said. Um, right now, with the knowledge that we have, there are still some unknowns, obviously, with COVID and with production levels. But the way that it's looking right now, we are projecting a typical depreciation for next year. Typical being, you know, around that 12% mark, I believe 15% mark is where I think, you know, Alex and I are kind of thinking right now. Obviously we will see how the end of the year finishes. You know, we've still got two more weeks. We'll see how we'll finish out these two weeks. And then at the very first of the year, he and I normally sit down and we really start going through all of the data and putting together a good, you know, a good plan for where we're thinking the market's going to go for the year. But as of right now, we are not seeing any large drop off in 2022. Softening, yes. Feathering in, yes. Um, unless something major happens, you know, Omicron is, is definitely throwing a little bit of a, a monkey wrench into it. I know some places are starting to implement some new, you know, measures again to prevent the spread. And we'll keep a very close eye on that. And if that has any impact on production there as well or demand. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see that big drop. I'll add one, one piece in there that you, you both started to talk about earlier, and it's those rental car companies. So while they're buying up all those, all those pre-owned vehicles now, they don't want to stay in them one minute longer than they need to. Okay, They don't want to have to put the maintenance into them, the oil changes, the brake jobs, that kind of stuff. They paid up for those vehicles. They want to get out before the market starts to drop also. And what are they going to do? They're going to buy up the new cars to rotate out of the, out of the pre-owned into the new. And so that alone will help to stabilize and feather and, and, and cushion, if you will, um, any, any real dramatic drop um, initially. Um, and so there, there's going to be a rotation. 
um, from those commercial companies, those fleet management and, 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 and rental car companies. Um, the consumers will, will benefit certainly if you wait, but it's not going to be um, as Laura described. One, one of the things I, I, I take out of this is that for anybody that is buying a pre-owned car now, or even a new car, because they're paying up on new cars, um, to protect yourselves in the long term, this is one of those cases where realistically, if you're financing a vehicle, you really need to look at gap insurance. Um, because moving forward, if we have any type of, of normalization of used car pricing and used car values, those people that have bought recently or are buying now are, are going to be so underwater if anything were to happen to the vehicle yeah. um, that they need to protect themselves with some form of gap insurance, I would think. I, I agree with that. And I would also tell them, you know, to potentially consider looking at a, an extended service contract, because as, as Laura said, from the consumer side of things, um, whatever's left over that they're buying is typically the, the rougher type of stuff. Um, and not just cosmetically, but, you know, could be mechanically as well. And so um, we're not telling anybody how to spend any money and, you know, that kind of stuff. But you should really go in with your eyes open. And if you're going to keep that vehicle long term, to your point, Ray, uh, gap is something that you should consider. But you should also do your research on, on uh, vehicle service contracts. We had a question from somebody in, in our audience that was wondering, how often do you guys update the valuations of, of used vehicles? Is it something that's done weekly? Is it something that's done daily? Um, so when you look at the information that you folks are able to gather, how often do you update those valuations? Daily, daily, daily. Um, you know, right now, some of this, over this, the whole, the, the pandemic, the past, you know, gosh, how many months have we been in this now? I want to say 18, but I guess it's been more than that now. It's almost um, two years. Yeah. You know, it really is sometimes has been hourly that the market is just, it's so unpredictable right now, but um, we do release updated, you know, into our products daily that the values are getting updated. Yeah, the, the answer is if we could do it hourly, we would do it hourly. Uh, the, the quickest we can get it updated is daily though. Wow. That's even daily is that's pretty phenomenal when you think about it. And part of that is because we have so much data and the market moves. And so if it does move from a Tuesday to a Wednesday, by the way, it doesn't mean that every vehicle changes its value every day, but should it change from a Tuesday to a Wednesday, we got it. Wow. Very cool. And Pop says, you know, you can access that back on YAA. We're super proud to be aligned and partnered with BlackBook. Um, that data that updates daily, we send them a nice check every once in a while to make sure that we can access it. And I think that's a new TV in your office, Jared. So it's nice to know maybe we, I'm just teasing. Um, but anyway, back at YA, joinya.com, you can get access to your BlackBook values. We're super excited about that partnership. I've got one other question that I want to throw out there. Then maybe we'll take one from the chat. And you guys are both very busy. Or if Pops, if you have a parting shot, we'll, we'll get out of your hair. I want to talk a little bit about residual values. There was one other comment from that article that I brought up earlier, um, which was that ALG had essentially said that by 2024, they don't expect you know residual values that will need to be, will have previously needed to have been changed on leases and things like that. Like they expect the, the normal depreciation. I guess I'm curious, Jared and Laura, like how you think about 
residual values on leases that are being set today. Have we seen any movement on those? How are the financial institutions and the captive lenders, how are they thinking about how these cars are going to depreciate into the future? So one of the things that we are watching very closely is over the past year or more now, we have had less leases in the market. So you've had less produced. So we're going to have less vehicles coming back to the market off lease in three years from now. So there is going to be a shortage of vehicles in the market. So we do see that that will have some price, you know, push some the prices up, you know, a bit. Now we will have to see also all the other factors that are going on in the market. Um, and so we are seeing that, you know, values will obviously come down from these levels, but something that will help the value in three months or in three months, excuse me, three years is the lack of vehicles coming back into the market at that point, just because we had so few produced of 21s and so few of those even that were produced that were actually leased. That makes sense. Makes plenty of yeah. sense. And it also, it sets up a situation in three or four years where some people are going to look really smart and some people are probably <laughs> going to have a little bit of egg on their face because it's hard to guess. It's hard <laughs> to know exactly how things are going to play out. Pops, I'll hand it off to you if you've got a parting shot, final question for Jared and Laura, and then then uh, we, can, we can kick them off and just talk about how appreciative we are for their time. Well, I, I, I don't know that I necessarily have a final question for them, but I have a final thought. Huh. And, and the final thought would be is, from our hearts, we can't thank you enough for being a part of this and, and for helping to educate um, the people that we're able to reach on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Um, I, I believe that by you participating in our show, um, you show that Black Book is really, even though it's an industry insider information, you're really consumer focused. And um, so we appreciate your participation um, and the education and the value that you add to our channel for our viewers. It's uh, it's it's rather remarkable that the two of you can find the time for a couple of knuckleheads like us. Well, no, we absolutely appreciate the opportunity and we love supporting you guys. And what I will tell you is you are right that that historically Black Book has, has always been an industry guy that's because we don't want to compete with with the dealers and things like that but i can tell you from the um, in all seriousness from from the bounce rates on our website we get a ton of traffic and it's generally consumers that are looking for a value uh, but you have to be an industry like yourself an, an industry uh participant um in order to um whether it be a dealer or, or folks like yourself or insurance companies things like that um to actually have access to it so your your audience is is fortunate that that you guys are doing that and we appreciate that well and i'll just pull up really quickly so you can see Someone like Igor in the chat saying, thank you for what you do at Black Book. I'm a longtime subscriber with my two previously owned auto groups that I sold. So we've got a mix like Igor, someone who's been a subscriber. We've got folks like Neil who are very, he's very appreciative. Justice is here, very appreciative. So our whole community, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's, I could click on like a half dozen of these. I'm not going to force you guys to go through that, but uh, we really do appreciate your time. And um, we look forward to having you on maybe in the first quarter, once we start to get some data. That that tax season is going to be 
fascinating to see how that, that yeah. moves prices. Yep. We also didn't touch on if there's any EV incentives, what that potentially will do to used car prices. We have the big uh, used car online used car dealerships and what they're doing in the market. So we'll have plenty of topics to continue to talk about. And like I said before, we're thrilled to have the partnership with BlackBook to help expose consumers uh, to the awesome work that both of you guys are doing. Thank you. And happy holidays to you guys as well. And to you. And to Laura. And to your families. <laughs> happy holidays all. Thank you, guys. See you, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks again. Take care. We're lucky, man. Well, we're lucky for many reasons, but but the fact that that uh, they will take time out of their day to uh, spend with our audience is just it's remarkable to me. And and you can't place a value on what they bring, uh, their knowledge, their inside information that they bring that they're willing to share with us. It's it's just it's wonderful. It really yeah. is. Yeah, it really, really is. And I'm hopeful that over time we can build an even deeper partnership with them. As everyone who's still on the stream knows, and if you're listening to the podcast after the fact, we just launched YEA's car search, right? You have back in your YEA account where you can get black book trade-in values. My my gears are already spinning. Like, why not when you're searching for a car, put in what the car that you're going to sell, it should show you what the black book trade-in is and then show you what the total price will be with your trade-in. And then like, you know, we can help I think I think we can partner more deeply with them, and then the, the access to information that they have. I, yes. I, I just to reiterate, like Jared and Laura, they talk to OEMs, so they're talking to executives over at all the OEMs. They talk to and they sell their data to uh, financial institutions, the lenders who are coming up with the rates and the and the leasing companies that are coming up with the residuals. They sell their data to tech companies like us. Like they are so tapped in, they are as tapped in as you could possibly be. Yep. It's a good thing you partnered with them. Thanks, Pops. I'm, I'm pretty glad about it. <laughs> well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us here today. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, Dad, at noon. We'll ha- we'll cover the news stories. There's plenty to cover of what's going on in the market right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, that was really special. That was really fun. Yep. I appreciate it. And I, I hope the audience did as well today. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for your time, everyone. We'll see you next time. And Pops, great job today. Yep. Thanks, Zach. Love you, honey. Love you too, Pops. Bye. Bye-bye. Join us again next time, which is probably tomorrow, to get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.